0: Hey good morning all. Welcome to the Common Good Podcast. Uh, it's a Thursday. We get to talk with astrophysicist Paul Wallace, uh, November 9th. And Paul, we were just chatting before we came on and, and you happened to mention that it was uh, the day after your wife's birthday. That's right. Well happy birthday. And it's actually my,
1: my late so well. father's my late father's birthday today. Oh,
0: well, happy yeah. birthday.
1: We used to go all get together and have, you know, parties with uh, both of them back in the day. And
0: then we're all reminded that someday that's going to end. That's it. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> if there's someone you love who has a birthday
1: soon. Someday you won't. You are going to die.
0: It's still their birthday, I guess. They're just not still alive. It's still their you know, birthday. We, yeah, because really what we do with birthdays is we really treat them like this is your we're happy you're alive day.
1: Exactly.
0: Right. Like after someone has, has passed on, which both my parents have. You, I mean, their birthday is still meaningful, but it's the whole point was you were born right. and you are alive. I mean, afterwards, right. it's sort of a right. it's like a, yeah, yeah, it's like a memory, memory. Yeah, well, a couple of days ago, we do the when uh, we did the Tuesday morning podcast where uh, the the conversation partner is uh, Rob Bryersy. It was his wife's birthday,
1: dang, just, just
0: like forty eight hours ago. Yeah, wow, just, I, I get it. Everybody has a birthday. It's really not that big of a deal. But uh, it's kind of interesting that in the same week, back-to-back uh, uh, yeah. guests have, have wives with birthdays right right around the podcast time.
1: These things happen, yeah. So, I mean, it's actually kind of funny. If, if, if you get like 50 people in a room, I can't remember the odds, but if you get 50 people in the room, it's super likely that two of them have the same birthday.
0: Really? Like those are the numbers? Like 50 people?
1: Yeah, like fifty people, and the, on the odds are like it's like seventy or eighty percent that two of them have the same number, same birthday. I could work it out, but I I can't remember the exact number. It, it, it I, be clear, I'm not saying that you just guess a day, like November fifteenth. Yes. The 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 issue is that two people will have some some pair will have the same birthday sometime of the year.
0: Yeah, that's even more unbelievable that rather than just picking a day like November fifteenth, you right. Like- no, july 5th if i'm in a room with 50 people there's some other person over there that no 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 not not no not no no the point is is, is two of,
1: two people some two people will have the same birthday
0: how do you figure that out with math by the way what
1: uh, <laughs> we could wait we could do it the next podcast <laughs> I'll, oh I'll, would uh, that be a dream i'll set up my, my whiteboard back here and step everybody through it
0: don't be teasing me now paul <laughs> uh don't you be saying this stuff and then not do it
1: uh Oh, I, oh! I will do it if you want me to. I oh, absolutely will do it.
0: Delightful. I, okay. I mean, look, I mean, you know, there's this constant joke in, you know, in culture that's, you know, where the person says, "Hey, I was told there was no math in this, right? You know, whatever, yeah. like, whatever the thing is." Um, and my math skills are very rudimentary. I mean, I, I've, I'm sure, sure, forgotten all the algebra, all the geomet- geometry that I ever learned. Yeah. You know. Forty years ago, I am sure it is gone. There would be no if if I try to dig deep back into the recesses of my mind without some level of hypnotic help, yeah. there's no chance i'm I'm pulling that stuff out and And that's not even advanced math that you're talking about. Like what you're talking about
1: yeah. probability geez, math probability.
0: I mean yeah, I love the notion of probability. I feel like I operate you know my understanding of the world based on probabilities. But yeah, I don't yeah. know how it. I don't know how people work it out with numbers and symbols. I could you folks, show you. you. Fancy math people don't even use. You don't even use numbers, right, for that stuff. Like you...
1: I mean, occasionally. I mean, yeah, you have to use numbers occasionally, but but mostly no. <laughs> mostly we use. Yeah. Um. There's all kinds of phenomenally interesting things. Like, like have you heard this one? That that. uh, Every time you breathe in, you're breathing out. You're breathing in an air molecule that that Jesus breathed. I, I, say, I have, for example, or any historical figure that you pick.
0: Yeah, and some some matter of some of your cells were the cells that were those people, like yeah, something like that. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've heard that. That's yeah, probability stuff that they do. That's you know, not just like it's just probability. Huh. Yeah. Well, chances
1: are it's true. I don't know uh, it's, uh <laughs> chances are it's true in all probability it's true yeah
0: yeah it all it all prob it all probability well hey i'm doug paget this is astrophysicist pastor um uh, professor paul wallace and birder so paul we like to check in on a couple of things of course how's the weather uh 38 degrees right yeah. now in minneapolis gonna be 46 gonna be sunny lovely fall day leaves still on the tree he's here in the uh amazing twin cities area how, how are things there and uh, good. Le- leaves yeah, on
1: the trees, of course, down here in the south, uh, they're basically at the peak of their color right now in Atlanta. They're they're at the very peak, and within a week and a half or so, you know, they'll all be down
0: do people travel there to like here people say like if you're going to go if you're going to head up north that's how we talk about it. if you're going to head up north to see the colors this is the weekend or that's the weekend is that true in georgia is it
1: like, yeah yeah we head up georgia? to you know what we call the mountains north georgia mountains you know four thousand feet high you know um uh yeah yeah this is about the time late october early november is the time and all the hotels get swamped up there you know there's traffic it's, it's yeah a bunch of nonsense.
0: There it is, there it is, yep same same thing. hey do you, do you know this idea that I guess it's not an idea, it's just sort of a fact of nature that people use to talk about other things that tree leaves uh are now in the fall their their color the the tree's true color, and in the summer, that color is covered up by the chlorophyll that it's producing, that's why they're green.
1: I've never heard that. So, but, I, I, but 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 arguments like that always make me like statements like that make me always wonder like what are you talking about like what do you mean what is its true color
0: ah well all right you so, know what I mean so I've heard it uh, usually as like a sermon or funeral uh, illustration yeah okay so it would be you know and as that leaf for that year is coming to the end of its life its true colors are actually showing got you they've been covered up by the growth and all the chlorophyll i say this is the tr- and look how beautiful well so I- so it was with ed and in the final <laughs> days of ed's life i hope your father's name wasn't ed and, and in his final no. days of his life the true colors as Ed reached the end of his life, we're starting to show. Or, and may it be uh-huh. with all of you that your true colors yes, will right, come through. Right. Whatever you've been using to cover it up, may you glisten in the sun. Right,
1: so it's got you. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. I follow. Yeah. Well, if that's true, then uh, I got a stand of hickories out here that are just dynamite colored. Their true and- colors are bright gold, yellow gold. I mean, super bright. And, and
0: and maybe i just have you know late 1980s true colors running through my mind but mm. i kind of like the idea uh, you know of of the the beauty of the diversity of nature and sometimes in some parts of the world always and some in certain times of the year where we live the green color i know there are variations on green but they it kind of all looks the same
1: it's all the same stuff
0: but then yeah. you get this period of time where even on a tree and the upside and the backside of a leaf and everything, I mean, that's just kind of cool, yeah. right? There's like it a lot of cool. diversity that we don't always see. And some, yeah. sometimes you, see. Hey, yeah. speaking of that, you, you've been on a little pursuit to see the birds in every county in Georgia. Any yep. any, uh, any bird watching updates that we- need I've to done a little bit. I went
1: last went last weekend to a county called Washington County, which is nowhere near any interstate that, that, that's what I've been doing lately I've been look, seeking out the counties that that are not you know would nothing particular to draw you you know and uh, so I went to Washington county went to a state park there and uh, and I birded for about four hours last Sunday morning it was my church uh-huh. i uh, about once a month I, I skip church and go to uh, go birding so that's what I did. And all the winter, all the winter birds are here. They're all they've all shown up. They're, I'm letting you know that it, that they've all migrated and they've all landed where the, at least here where they've landed where they're supposed to. So
0: really, the, the yeah, the winter birds are in place. Everybody, they're, they're here.
1: Or... The, the summer birds are gone, and the winter birds are here. Yep, huh. yep. Is that, that, the is old that exciting for a birder? Is this is this an exciting? I, I would say reassuring, <laughs> you know, with all the, uh, the climate crisis and all that. This oh, is okay. reassuring to, to yeah. see. to see it, And it is exciting because it's always nice to see birds you hadn't seen since, you know, April. Um, mm. It's always uh, nice to see those. You did know, you see them. a different birds than than you have seen in other years? Mm-hmm. Like, was it like, oh, there's the... No, I didn't really see. I, I did see one bird that I think was either lost or a very late migrator because it was really not supposed to be there. Oh. It's uh, called a black and white warbler. It's this a little bird, you know, four and a half, five inches long. It looks like a little referee, little stripes, little black and white stripes, like a little zebra bird. Huh. Um, and I saw one of those. And I was really surprised to see one of those because usually they disappear mid-October, something like that. I mean, they're gone after mid-October. Um, they're passing through. They're, mig- they're migrants here. But this one is right. either lost or uh, south to... Um, uh, South America, mostly. Uh, Central America, C- Central South America.
0: Just blows my mind. Still, that that little bitty bird.
1: Yep. he's gonna I know. from wherever. I right know, from Georgia. Yeah.
0: To, I don't know, Venezuela.
1: Yeah, some of them go that far. I, I'm not. I'm not sure if the. Uh, I suspect that these black and white warblers might actually go to southern Florida. There might be some in southern, you know, who stop there. Okay. Yeah. But certainly, some of them cross over the Gulf too yeah amazing just amazing Amazing.
0: incredible. uh, you know what else is amazing paul is this headline that uh, i saw uh, (laughs) in futurism uh, and people if they've paid attention at all to the title of the uh, live stream podcast for the whole common good podcast might not be surprised but in futurism (laughs) there's an article that says should astronauts be allowed to eat each other if they're starving and there's a glorious photo of an astronaut (laughs) Uh, should, i mean I, you know i'm i just doom scroll through the news like everybody and i have an astronomy section as a non, non-astronaut non would or yeah. a non-astronomer would um and there's the question should astronauts be allowed to eat each other
1: uh this they is like a like battery. a like, this sort of in a donner party kind of situation but in space i'm guessing
0: 100%. Yes. Specifically yeah. a book written about what happens. So just what happens if, you know, Elon Musk gets out of his own way and we end up with a colony on Mars and what happens <laughs> if, it becomes, <laughs> if it becomes a problem and you know, the packets of food get open or whatever. Right. They're gonna right, live there. right.
1: There's not a lot of arable soil in, uh, on Mars. Yeah. You can't grow stuff.
0: Do we end up in a cannibalism situation? Uh,
1: and, and is that uh, okay?
0: Yeah, that's really the, the, the thing about the question. Like, should they be allowed to? Like, what are you talking about? Should they be? Yeah, if yeah, yeah. Situation, I, I, I think people
1: is. in that situation are not are not, are not like looking up the rule book. You know, oh, yeah. this is against policy. We can't do it. Yeah. We're uh, starving.
0: Ed died <laughs> over here, but his true colors were really quite glorious in the final moments. And we're back to, we're, we're back,
1: to Ed. Back, to, back to Ed again, huh? Yeah, back yeah. To Ed. <laughs>
0: uh so I don't know this this just re- I, th- there's something about the the fundamental base like evolutionary questions that people love to combine with future endeavors oh, I, yeah. especially in like futurism right like people love this stuff like sure we're ultimately going to get our bodies off of this planet and not just having people live in lower atmosphere up in the space station but people might be up on the moon for long periods yeah. of time or maybe getting up on Mars. like that stuff is a coming but do you think we'll eat each other
1: when we do you think <laughs> that's what, that's what people really <laughs> want to know yes.
0: <laughs> like there's almost no sense of progress that is exciting to the i don't know like the imagination of people yeah. as but will we turn to some base level of morality right, right.
1: violation yeah. that we didn't yeah, right, there? right. What, we what, can what achieve all this it? stuff but but are we still basically just wild animals that would yes. just uh, that's i think that's the thrilling sort of uh, combination this brilliant technological achievement uh, paired up with our our base level you know wild animal nature yes Yeah.
0: You know, like, like we do have those canine teeth, you know, we still have some, some, some connection to do, do any, okay. It's going to get a little morbid. Do any animals eat their same
1: kind? Yeah. I, I don't know if they eat them like as a regular routine. Yes. But yeah. I mean, mother lions have been known to eat their cubs.
0: This is the darkest Thursday podcast we have ever done. You no,
1: know we should do We should just, we just, uh, just embrace that and go with it, you know, just today and get it out of our systems. And then, and then we'll be fine next time.
0: Should they be, should they be allowed to though, Paul?
1: Should, <laughs> should, that's, that's, that's the funny thing about it. It's like, yeah. is, is, is that okay. So
0: what,
1: I mean, it's, it is funny that they put the phrase be allowed. They could have just asked the question, should astronauts eat each other if they're starving? Yes. But they didn't ask it that way. They said, should, should they be allowed to? Yeah. Yeah. Should it be in the manual? Uh, but Exactly. This, exactly. Back,
0: back to the, the the mother lions. Do, do you know do people who are making their guesswork on why animals do what they do? Which I say that very pointedly, by the way, because sometimes, you know, zoologists and biologists and people that study human and animal behavior do a lot of anthropomorphizing about the motivations and rationale for why any creatures behave the way they do. There's a lot of projection going on. Sure. When they're doing this is, are they like, look, if the mother lion doesn't consume or eat that cub, something worse would happen, like it's preventing some disease from spreading or something yeah, I wow, have, those lines. Do you have any idea? Because I have I, I, that's gonna, no, gonna shake that thought all day. It's just no
1: clue. Be- I have no clue. And other animals, uh, these might be insects. I can't remember. I don't know if insects count.
0: But well, yeah. I mean uh, Love and Life always says female tarantulas eat their mates sometimes after mating.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, I know that it's true for, um, like, um, manises to also, um, it's, it, I mean, the, like praying, I don't manises? praying manises. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, the insect world is just a nightmare. <laughs> really there are insects that eat their own mothers. Like when they're born right after they eat, they eat their, uh-huh. it's just, this huh. and yeah it's, it's absolutely off off the chain so oh, uh yeah basically uh the, the the way i i just evolution will basically try anything once you know like you know it's, evolution throws everything up against the wall everything and sure. some yeah. some things stick one, one thing out of a thousand sticks you know but the ones that fail just fail spectacularly and uh yeah and then we don't and then we don't really know about them
0: all right well let's 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 get our minds out of the uh the the realities of biology and up into the beautiful sky of
1: lifeless stars <laughs> before we before we do that i will put in my vote that i think that astronauts should be allowed to <laughs> to eat other astronauts
0: great great point. that's that's Absolutely. my vote in other words People i'm just need saying to
1: vote on this I, i'm just saying that if i had to put in on that I would say, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like wild about it. I don't think it's a great idea, but I think that essentially, who am I to judge at this point? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean, if, if, if somebody had done that in order to stay, stay alive, I, I would not point out the fact that it might've been against company policy. I would, I would, let it I go. would
0: love people to vote in Facebook or uh, on YouTube their, their with their comment, their vote. Um, I, I guess now I'm thinking about this much more than, in fact, before we came on, Paul said uh, to me, Hey, I didn't have a chance to read that article. And I said, I didn't, I didn't read the article really either. I, mean, I like <laughs> skimmed it. I didn't really care about the article. The question yeah, yeah. in the, in the, in the headline yeah. was what, what was interesting. And I guess I was assuming, and right now I'm challenging my own assumptions on this, uh, on this, you know, this, this crisis that I've created in my mind to answer this question, that the astronaut had died of something else. As opposed right. to, we've run out of food.
1: Oh yes,
0: let's go That's... talk to Ed. You know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ed, you drew the short straw. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Ed,
0: you do yeah. have the fleshiest flesh. No,
1: uh, I no, I would not say that. I, I would assume that one astronaut that that there's not murder happening. But, yeah, when mm-hmm. I said that. I would give them the green light to do that. My assumption was that the person in question had already, you know, shuffled off this mortal coil, so to speak. Shuffled
0: off. This shuffled immortal?
1: off this mortal coil. Yeah. It's, it's from Shakespeare.
0: I'm jotting that down. I, I, I may change the, uh, the title of this, uh, when it goes up on YouTube to shuttle off this mortal coil talk <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty that's pretty good and dark shuffle shuffle
1: s-h-u-f-f-l-e shuffle off
0: yeah did i say shuttle shuttle
1: you said yeah, shuttle. i was i was in the i was in the shuttle
0: thought. <laughs> yeah. hey um the uh can humans even eat each other i, th- I thought there were like toxins and like that doesn't work like I don't get know sick and stuff you, you, there's not nutrients in there there's not I, I, no I, okay yuck that's
1: not all a right. place I go very much in my mind so I I don't I'm, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm so
0: sorry to anybody who's <laughs> I like I don't know why anyone <laughs> well, watches yeah. this podcast I don't know
1: our I don't know our numbers of viewers <laughs> have gone up in the last five minutes I think this <laughs> might be a, a, a very appealing to people well yeah
0: all right hey let's let's talk about something more um more starry eyed yeah, and That is that is the vanishing stars, Paul. Vanishing stars. When I sent you this headline, which reads, hundreds of stars have vanished without a trace. Where did they go? It's the headline. You wrote back and said, oh, I love that image. I use it in my class all the time. Yeah. So now yeah. I'm like, what you talking about, Willis? I don't understand uh, this. Uh, what do you mean, where did these go? <laughs> uh, and and they're they're missing in traces. What's 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 happening here? What, what well, uh, why are stars I, vanishing, and, and where are they going?
1: Well, there's a couple of things happening here, and it turns out that the photograph has nothing at all whatsoever to do with the headline. Wow, that's the first thing you got to know. Um, the The picture itself is is the most striking example of a uh, of something called a Bach globule, which is a hilarious name. Uh, basically, it's a cloud of dust. Okay.
0: Will Will you describe the 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 photo since you know it well uh, for yes. the people who aren't looking? Basically, the
1: it's what you have is a field of very bright stars, very densely packed stars, and right in the middle of the field of stars, there's this big empty space. Like a skinny like, bean shape, yeah. A skinny bean shape, and it looks like there's no stars there, but that's not true. There are stars there. It's just that this kidney bean shaped black thing is a cloud of dust obscuring the stars in the background. There are stars behind it, but you can't see it because the dust absorbs the light from them. So All it's right. a cloud. So, so
0: we do have to talk about why they have a headline that says hundreds of stars have vanished. And then they show yes. a picture where stars are just behind a cloud.
1: Yeah. Trickery. Click, that, that, that's just trickery. That's just to get clicks right there.
0: So we'll talk about why you show this. In your, in your classes, this cloud, uh, right. uh, covering covering these stars, but can we talk about this because you know I've got this thing about clouds, right? And I didn't see this coming, so let me just just delve into my cloud business again. I understand Yo. how water floats in the United in in the on the Earth. Yep. Well, I understand the explanation for it. That somehow it has to do with lift and air thrusting up. and But somehow water floats above our heads until it gets heavy enough to fall as mm-hmm. water, liquid water, or frozen frozen yep. ice. Still a mind bender, and we should just, you know, every time we look at the clouds, be like, water floats. Don't totally understand that. <laughs> but you've got lift, and you've got an atmosphere, and you got... A, yeah. What's going on out in space where dust particles are buddying up with each other enough to create a cloud that from wherever this photo was taken could block out the light from stars why is dust joining together out there in the vacuum that is space
1: excellent question and first thing you got to realize is this thing is a lot bigger than any cloud you've ever i mean this thing you could put a, a million solar systems inside this thing okay it's very large a
0: million solar systems
1: Tens of thousands. Okay. something. Uh, a, a okay. No, uh,
0: if you say yeah. more than one solar system, my mind.
1: Is oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Way more. This, this, this thing is several light years across. Okay. So it's very large.
0: Is this okay. a real picture or is this one of those? This new... is a
1: real picture. Okay. It is, it is not doctored. It's not an you know, artist interpretation or whatever. It's not, no, it's a real picture. And we've, we've had, I've had this, I've seen this picture since the late nineties, at least. I don't wow, know when it was okay. taken, but it's an old picture. Um, uh, so basically, what holds it together is gravity, its own gravity, the attraction of dust particles to millions little, of other dust particles.
0: The little teeny dust particles put out have enough gravitational pull to attract each other. Or, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! I don't understand anything. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I was truly under the impression for gravity to really, you know, like work, you, you had to have some size. And now we're talking about particles of dust that are out yes. in yes. the universe, solar yes. system somewhere, and now have found each other like lovers on a train. Soon to have yeah, a yeah. Together. the the
1: the 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 visible the mass of the, the visible mass of the galaxy, like the the, of okay. the Milky Way galaxy, it's about half stars and half gas and dust okay all right there's a lot a lot a lot 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 of gas and dust out there between the stars wow okay that's where that's where stars come from they come out of these clouds they're born out of such clouds wow okay that's gonna
0: that that could eliminate the lion lioness eating her cubs in my brain for the day hope
1: <laughs> we the did it we got it out of you we got it out of your st- mind
0: <laughs> the stars form by the dust i would totally think it would go the other way but okay um well when I they die stars they also were mostly they, okay
1: when they when stars die typically they they throw a bunch of their material back out into what's called the interstellar medium this gas and dust okay so there's stuff back out and that can become new stars in later generations
0: okay so, so the, all that dust that's out, uh, uh, out there somehow. So, so why does like the edge of a cloud? I mean, that's not only my question up there in the sky. It's my question about our little sky here. Why the edge of that cloud? What, what if it's gravity and it's grabbing all this stuff, like, why is there, that? what looks like from, I don't know, so far away if we're talking about light years across here in this photo, like, it, it it's, it's, it's forming itself dense enough to have like an edge to it. You see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, it does look that way from a distance, but if you got, if you've been on a plane and you've seen, uh, you know, when you get up closer to a cloud, it gets, starts getting, you see that that, that bright edge is not nearly so uh, well-defined as you Self, thought. Good point. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right first, Same thing first, here. Same yeah, thing little... here. Those, those, those edges to this thing are, you know, wow.
0: So, why do you talk about this in your class? what when when you show this photo? Well, we talk is- about
1: the uh, what's called the, the the interstellar medium, this gas and dust this that lies between the stars. Um, that's a whole you know chapter or two in an introductory astronomy textbook. and this is just one of the more dramatic examples of of this dust that absorbs light. and so that's why it's shown and this and is and there's also other pictures of it taken in other wavelengths where you can see the stars behind it you can see them shining through it like through
0: it um what 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 is the what what are the looks on the f- do you see the balloons right now did you see I the did. balloons I you just saw that. Up over my face the, uh, this did happens- you do- no i i'm not doing anything and and this happens occasionally apple newest updates both in your phone and your computer has this thing where it's hand gestures that can that can like if you do a thumbs up it'll put like a yeah. thumbs up balloon okay yeah 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 it, it, it's only really supposed to work on facetime but here on ecamm the thing we use every once in a while and i've heard the same thing on zoom it happens i would but this time i was literally just sitting still with my touching my face which i do far too often i realized my first thought
1: it was it was because we said the word birthday about 20 30 minutes ago
0: that yeah, it was just like hey let's dig up I don't know but uh every once in a while cool, just fun random things happen like like balloons floating up or yeah. little thumbs ups uh,
1: happen um Bigfoot will appear behind you in a minute
0: no <laughs> now no, no, I have totally forgotten what I was even talking about on the oh uh, what, what are about... the looks what, what are the looks on the students faces when you start describing this to to them is it closer to well, on my face or are they just like I, usually usually what i do when a, looking down and writing it in their notepads
1: well this it's, it's, it's funny what some students will ask certain times but uh with this particular picture i always i haven't taught intro astronomy in several years but i used to use this picture and i and i, and I would start off and i would say something like there's this really weird hole where there's no stars and nobody knows why yeah just to get their attention, you know, like this headline,
0: just like this. headline. Yeah,
1: yes. exactly. Exactly. I do it just to, just to get them out of their, uh, you know, will this be on the exam mindset. Um, just to get them, you get their attention. Mm-hmm. I say, but then I say, no, that's not really true. I'm just making that up. It's <laughs>
0: just, it's just, it's a magic trick where it's just covered up.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I,
0: I guess this, this helps me just generally, um, thinking about space because I've, been told and have chosen to, you know, I guess put the accent on this phrase when I would hear it, that space is mostly empty. Yeah, it is. But then you're like, it's really also mostly full of gas and dust.
1: No, it's not mostly full. No, no, it's not. It's okay. mostly empty. I mean, on the, and when, when they say mostly empty, what they mean is if you averaged it out. I mean, there are places obviously where it's not empty. For example, my office right here is pretty full of stuff. Um but you know, other places in the universe uh are very empty. And on the average on the average in the universe there's about one one proton per like one hydrogen atom per cubic meter. Wow. That's yeah, you know, that's really not much of anything, no, right? To-
0: totally. Mostly
1: empty yeah. with the mostly of the dust. Empty. Yeah.
0: yeah. Hey, how how sure are they on this uh you know, what's the confidence level on the, the gravity to dust cloud things. So are we talking like no one really disagrees with that? I, I know in science, nothing is, you mean, true. you mean the gravity is
1: holding this dust cloud together? huh. No, there's no question. It's, it's right. that's, that's not, that's not something that has any uncertainty on it. All right. It's true. I mean, that's what keeps our atmosphere attached to the earth. All the little air molecules are atmosphere. Are being pulled, you know, held held onto the Earth by the Earth's gravity. If we turned off Earth's gravity, we'd lose our uh, atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Boom. Yeah. Okay. Fair, fair enough. And I guess the atmosphere here is also made up of tiny little particles that are
1: yep. impacted by
0: gravity. Yep. Yep.
1: But the but the point in this case is that what you've got is a is 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 a very large object, huge object, and so it's enough. Even though the gas is still pretty sparse, in that the dust is still pretty sparse in that picture, uh, the thing is so large and so deep. You know, from our point of view perspective, we're looking through we're looking through light years of dust when we look at that picture. We're looking like along the line of sight is like light years of dust. So even though it's not very dense, there's so much of it that light can't get through. Got
0: it. Okay. All right. So that's the, that's the photo part of this, this story. There's also the headline, hundreds of stars have vanished without a trace. What's that about?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, basically um, stars at certain points in their lives, certain, certain stars at certain points in their lives undergo big fluctuations in brightness. Our sun is not doing that, which is good for us. Uh, our sun is very stable in a very stable sort of midlife part of it's part of it's life. Um, but some stars that are more massive in the sun, uh, end in supernovas, but the supernovas don't always happen in a nice gradual. I mean, the, the stars tend to flicker on and off and get mm. bright and get less bright at the end, they get unstable. And so their, their brightness changes. And so when they say hundreds of stars have vanished without a trace, that doesn't mean the stars have actually vanished (laughs) that means Uh, that we that sometimes we can see them and sometimes we can't because sometimes they're above the threshold of what we can see and sometimes they're below the threshold of what we can see as they vary in brightness
0: i mean this is really a a human centric perspective
1: right right vanished from our perspective they've they've come and gone maybe they've vanished No. But they're still there. They're still doing their thing. Well, wow. all right. But so, they so mentioned this you, thing. What,
0: why do you think this is a question then for an article and stuff? What are they? What are they? What are they getting at? Uh,
1: you know, uh, I, I think that the science itself is interesting. The idea of of these stars about to go supernova that vary a lot. That oh, okay. um, you know, I think there's there's a lot of interesting science there. Uh, but will they also throw a little science fiction in here? Uh, if you read the the, the sub headline, it says uh, explanations range from failed supernova to much more unlikely. I think I would underline and italicize the word "much," uh, much more unlikely. So-called Dyson spheres. Okay, that go. phrase. This is this is, no. this, is a, this is a sci-fi angle here. All right, let's hear it. Okay, the, the idea here is that a guy named Freeman Dyson, a physicist, uh, sort of, uh, you know, uh, one of these people that sort of thinks and, you know, kind of off the beaten path a bit, you know, okay. um, like the tape. Yeah. And, uh, he talked about like, if, if we, if we advance as a civilization and we wanted to have essentially a limitless energy source, what could we do? And what we could do is we could build a sphere around the sun oh, to basically trap the sun's energy because the sun's energy is is so it would be, be limitless for us. Um, and so, so if we built one of these spheres, it could blot out, blo- you know, from a distance, block out, block out the sun. Right? If we had something large enough to actually encircle the sun that if we were a distant civilization looking back at ourselves we would see our sun go out okay. because this dyson sphere would cover it
0: so the one of the options is oh these these are not stars that have gone to soup supernova these are some advanced civilization that's right. created a giant sphere and they're hiding right. behind it like hiding behind exactly. a dust cloud exactly oh my gosh that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. so he's like oh no 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 this is not this is not stars flickering and burning out and going right right supernova by the way one of the great phrases that i'm surprised is not part of our just vernacular like it was unbelievable i was so in it i just went full supernova like I, why yeah, we it, don't talk about we,
1: that we, we should work on that we should try to just bring it into our discussions here totally this
0: podcast uh, is full it, supernova at this point yeah that's so yes, looking- right
1: Right. Right. And then I mean, and then eventually, you know, that, 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 that could catch on. Yeah. Um,
0: I think there's a band called I'm sure there's a band called Supernova, maybe one I've, I've heard of. OK, so his idea is, you no, know, what we're seeing out there with flickering, vanishing stars is proof that there's advanced civilizations out there creating power sources.
1: Right. I, I, I don't know if the, word, the proof's a bit strong, but but that's what uh, that's, how does that's that
0: even how does that even get a
1: hearing? <laughs>
0: that is that is remarkable.
1: Yeah, yeah, but there it is. I mean, and you know, it's I mean, wow. I give them credit for not putting you know Dyson spheres in the headline and like and like you know. S- Advanced civilizations, you know, uh, do we have evidence of, you know, they could have put that in the in, in the larger headline, and I get them credit at least for not doing that.
0: Okay, that's gracious of you. I just counted. There are 24 words between the headline and the, <laughs> the sub-headline, and yeah. two of the 24 words are Dyson spheres. So it's <laughs> one-twelfth of all the words that are on this, in the headline of this article, are about that. Uh, yeah that is uh, and if you and if
1: you and if you include the much more unlikely uh then that that's a, a much larger percentage of the, of the of the words
0: that's right we're yeah and uh, uh are there people I, I don't know how, I don't want to keep you on the dyson spheres too but are, right. are, is there like a community of people around the dyson spheres? Uh, argument not only that we could make one if we need to, and I did, he- I've heard about that. I heard some podcasts where they were talking about this sort of idea. Yeah, um, but is there some little offbeat group of people somewhere in the flickering dark web that are talking about this, like and have meetings and get togethers, like they do about so many other? They probably some, are,
1: so many- but I'm not sure if they're, they're really know. attached to any funding, you know what I mean? I mean, I, yeah. I think it's just you know, basically a science fiction. Okay. or something you know yeah. i mean a lot of those. i mean th- there are there are offices i think at nasa who are charged with what we might think of as speculative ideas to keep pushing the boundaries uh but i'm not sure that they're on to this yet because this because mm-hmm. i mean imagine the. i mean Dang where do you, on, you get the material
0: there's an office there's I an apartment at there's, I don't a, know there's an effort at nasa there's there's there's, there's energy going into speculative, for example, ideas for, at NASA. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, there have to, be, I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of like the, if you have a car company, there's always that, that group of, of, of people at the car company who are working on like these sort of uh, versions of like Ford cars that are completely, okay. you know what I'm saying? I, there's a word for them. It's like concept car concept cars. Okay. You know, they're just off, completely unchained from from like mass production and the idea of selling this thing, but they do it in order to sort of uh, test new ideas and you know, well, push the back. If, if Apple
0: TV or Amazon Prime has not been pitched a show yet about the people in the speculative science department at NASA, that <laughs> is something that should. I, I'm not sure if there's is, a single
1: department named that, but there are people like who are coming up with ways to divert like uh, asteroids, like, how do you divert an asteroid that's going to hit the Earth? They come up with this thing called a gravity tractor. For sure. A gr- those two words I've heard separately, right? But together, gravity tractor, which is basically building a device that's large enough to gravitationally deflect an incoming asteroid. Wow.
0: And I hope in Einstein like fashion, it's one word. Too. I hope it's not even two words. It was, it was yeah. Well, look, I, I can already spec out the show uh, on this thing, and whether it's true or not that there's a department, there's a separate little part of the building where these folks are, and there's one person in there, and she's she's really on to something, but everybody thinks that she's you know just part of that speculative group, and they don't right. give her anything, and she's, you know, here's the here's the the, the premise of the story is to yeah. follow the the life of her and then the, then the cast of characters that are in this and then all the straight-laced scientists that won't listen to the right truth about all and, this thing oh lovely you've got
1: and you've got like it at, at, at major scientific labs like at los alamos right they've got people doing theoretical stuff that is just completely it's just you know it's like they pay people to sit around and think and to i mean they're not just average people these are like you know yeah but you know i mean the theoretical division of Los Alamos, right? There's, there's some crazy stuff they're thinking about. Wow. There's yeah, a, this is they, they need to make this popular,
0: popular culture. All right. Yes, uh, I think we I think we had a couple more things. Uh, four point five billion years ago or so, uh, another planet crashed into Earth and mm. we may have found its leftovers. Now there's another just fabulous headline uh, a great photo for people that aren't looking at it like there's an artist i'm sure this is an artist rendition and not a real absolutely photo, fair enough yeah absolutely <laughs> uh, it, uh, it's just it's just crazy looking um i've heard of big things crashing into the earth and i think we even had a conversation where there's a theory that the moon was the split yeah. off of something crashing into yeah. and i can't remember if yeah. that was speculative or if
1: and when i first saw this this when i first saw this headline my thought was yeah we found the leftovers you see it every night cuz it's the moon
0: so exactly. so so the idea that the moon is the is a spit off of something colliding into earth that's something that's true or that's something that yeah that's something that
1: memory. let's put it let's say it's probable fair enough fair enough Getting back to that. the probability discussion we had earlier. Yeah, it's
0: pretty freaking cool. I, I honestly, it seems so fascinating and so like spot on and cool to me that I couldn't remember if it was just something we talked about, like a Dyson sphere <laughs> <Right>. or <laughs> if it was, uh, you know, something more. Yeah. more, more so, I
1: mean, you have to remember that 4.5 billion years ago, uh, coll- <laughs> collisions between large solar system bodies were super common. It wasn't like this weird kind of freak accent is like these collisions happened all the
0: time and and again the reason that's was more then and not now is because of the expanding universe
1: no it was because the solar system the solar the solar system was formed out of one of these clouds of gas and dust like we were talking about earlier and uh the planets slowly accrued out of these smaller particles rocks boulders and so forth over time um and so during that process, these massive objects were colliding into other massive objects. Why were they colliding? Because they're gravitationally attracted to each other. And so they were built up slowly over time. So these kinds of collisions were much more common.
0: Hmm. All hmm.
1: the time. I mean, that's how, that's how the Earth was built up. That's how all the planets were built up, was out of numerous collisions and, and the accruing of these smaller
0: and I guess when we think, well, like, we don't really hear about that now or other planets aren't crashing into the earth. That's just because our human time on this earth, you know, of keeping records right. of things is like 6,000 years of keeping right. records.
1: Yeah. The the solar and system was, was largely cleaned out billions of years ago, but it's still not totally cleaned out. There's still asteroids, right. That were, that are, you know, hmm. near earth asteroids. And we got the asteroid belt. Okay, Yeah. Billions of asteroids. Um, what, so it's, what? Not, it's not really cleaned out yet, but it's it, it's much more cleaner. Uh, all the crap's been vacuumed up mostly by by the big planets. Pretty cool too. Hey, uh, what
0: what 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 did they say they found here? Do you do you have any idea?
1: I don't know. I'm sorry to say I did not read the yeah, yeah. article. No, and I'm not sure uh, what they found uh, or what collision they're talking about. A
0: planet.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Another planet. Yeah, that that's actually different than another yeah, planet. Yeah, that's
0: different to me because I was like, okay, I've been, you know, I've doing my schoolwork and I've been trying to uh, understand what makes a planet a planet. Because that's still, a still that's still a little bit. Of, my
1: my my uh, my response to that, and again, I haven't read, <laughs> read the article, but is that is Kong is another thing, another planet? I mean, at that point. Yeah. I mean that's that's when the that's when the Earth was formed four point five billion years ago. So right. it's not clear maybe at that time what was a planet and what wasn't. Do you know what I mean? It was such yeah. a mess. The solar system was such a mess, it might have been hard to identify what was a planet and what was not at that
0: sure. time. Sure. And 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 by current definitions, what is it that makes a planet a planet?
1: Three things. It's got to be orbiting the sun. It's got to be large enough to have pushed itself into a spherical shape. Uh, Only certain uh, objects of a certain size are massive enough to crush themselves into a spherical shape. And the third thing is that it's got to have, uh, essentially, uh, uh, its orbit has to be empty of everything but itself. Hmm. So like a large asteroid doesn't count because like the large asteroid Vesta, for example, is not a planet. It's spherical and it orbits the sun, but it orbits with a jillion other asteroids. In, in roughly the same orbit so it doesn't count yeah so we don't call that a planet because it's in that's the why function. pluto was that's why pluto was demoted because pluto orbits out beyond neptune with thousands upon thousands of other objects oh. and Pluto's not even the largest of those objects mm-hmm. so
0: um so it seems a little odd then that a planet would collide into another planet if it's supposed
1: to be in an orbit by itself like that just all right, plans. and that's why I'm saying that you might not be really be able to call that a planet
0: okay well whatever it's just the idea that something crashed into it and now there's stuff still around and yes um, is is a is a fascinating fast I mean talk about your climate change. we're talking serious, serious yeah. climate change when there was an earth and, and very when, sudden when there was an okay I'm, I'm going full screen on this one when there was an earth without a moon because it hadn't been collided to, into yet. Yeah, yeah, okay. Feels like the moon is a really important feature in the gravitational flow of the earth. You hear this thing about tides. It's, huge, it's
1: hugely important. Not, not only do we get the tides from it, but the earth's or axis of rotation is stable because of the moon. The moon serves to stabilize the earth's axis of rotation, which means that our seasons are regular, Uh, predictable and uh, really don't change much. Yeah. And things aren't wobbling all over. Right. So an earth
0: without a moon, uh, I don't know. Like,
1: it's not clear that we would have life on the earth without the moon. Hmm. It, it, It may be that the, the, the fact of that we have the moon and the fact that the moon is the size that it is, was one of the long, 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 long list of things that are required for life as we know it.
0: Uh, Joanne asked this really yes. great question. I, I know you have an answer for it because I feel like you've explained it to me before, but why do planets and stars have spherical shapes after these collisions where asteroids are all kinds of shapes? So Yeah, uh,
1: some asteroids are all kinds of shapes. It's really, a ma- it, all that matters is size. <laughs> size matters here. And
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: the only thing that matters is is how large the object is. Uh, smaller asteroids are all, you know, they got all kinds of weirdo shapes, just like she said. She's exactly right. They shape like potatoes, shape like pinball machines, shape like, you know, whatever, just weird shapes, more or less randomly thrown together shapes. Yeah. But once you get beyond about, I don't know, let me guess, 50 miles across something like that. This is, this is the ballpark. There is a line. I, I can't remember exactly where it is, but let's say 50 miles across. Uh, the gravity of the planet, it, the self-gravity, because that's what keeps the Earth together is gravity. Okay, uh, The self-gravity of the object is so strong that it crushes itself into a spherical shape because that is the shape that in which every bit of the planet is closer on the average to every other bit of the planet. Uh, there's
0: something about a sphere, an yeah, oblong sphere that... Yeah. that... It's it's as close as the pieces, the particles can get to each other
1: on average. Yep. Yep. If, if, if you've got all the pieces of the earth, imagine breaking the earth up into a thousand little a billion little pieces. And you want to ask yourself, how can we arrange these pieces so that they are on average closest to each other? That would be a sphere.
0: Hmm.
1: So that's, and, 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 and gravity is, uh, that's, essentially what gravity does. Gravity is always pulling things together. They want gravity wants things to be as close together as possible.
0: Ah, I like that. I like that. Gravity is just all about closeness. Gravity is yep. like grandma at Thanksgiving. Just can yep. we all come into the house? I know it's crowded and sweaty in here, but can we all just <laughs> climb on in? That's gravity. Let's get close. <laughs> Let's. Yep. Ah, uh, okay. So um so the enough size because somehow gravity is related to size, which again it's related, my to, kin- it's related
1: to the distance between the, the the closer two objects are, the stronger oh. they pull together.
0: Boy, there's another little emotional life lesson. So um, many. The closer they are, the more they pull together. The dust right. cloud's still. The, exactly. These are the things That's I thought exactly I knew, and this is where the dust
1: cloud gets a yep, you're, you're, you're right. connecting the correct dots here. Yep. Yeah,
0: I'm getting a little confused about that. All right. Uh, what, one last quick story, and then we'll do some other questions people have. Uh, the planets, Jupiter reach—this is the headline. The planets, yep. colon. <laughs> <laughs> the use of a colon. Uh, Jupiter reaches opposition and other must-see events on the solar system. When I sent this to you, you said, oh, I totally understand what that is. I didn't, I don't, I've never heard the phrase opposition related to any of this because I'm not an astrophysicist. Sure. But what are they talking about? Jupiter reaches opposition. and All right. And what, what is it and why does that matter?
1: Well, it matters. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, have you ever seen a full moon rising? And when does a full moon rise? Do you know? You I've, know seen
0: bad, I've seen a bad moon rising. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that I've ever seen a full okay.
1: moon. A full moon rises at sunset. Always. Okay. okay. Because it is opposite the sun in the sky when it's full. It's got to be. The moon is at opposition when it's full. It is at the point in the sky directly opposite the sun.
0: So, they, they're they using the term here, opposition, to mean opposite position kind of thing? Yes, like the uh,
1: op- opposite position of what? The sun. So, Jupiter's at opposition uh, when it's 180 degrees away from the sun. So, if the sun's setting in the west, Jupiter is rising in the east when it's at opposition, directly wow. across the other side of the sky. I'm actually pointing east. That's why I did that. <laughs> well, Whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. East from where you are. Um, west from where somebody in, you know, Beijing correct is watching this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, G- so this is a big deal that now in the rotation of things, now Jupiter is.
1: Well, yeah. There's a couple of things about it. Number one is that we're closest to it. It turns out that uh, that the Earth is closest to Jupiter at opposition as well. And Jupiter stays up all night long. Wow! Like okay. a party kid. Mm-hmm. But there's another song there you could you could reference, as all opposed night. to Bad Moon Rising. Exactly, you got all Bad Moon night. Rising. Yeah. So, uh, so basically, got, when it's got, an opposition,
0: open mic song set coming
1: into form here. Uh, <laughs> so, so basically, when it's an opposition, it is brightest, it's largest in the sky. It looks it, because it's closest, it's brightest, and it looks larger on the sky. Um. And also, how, how
0: it, long do we get Jupiter in opposition?
1: I mean, I mean, technically speaking, it, it's only for an instant, but practically sure. speaking, it's, it's, you know, for a week or so.
0: Oh, right. And, and now-ish, like if people look up in the sky,
1: they're going to see. Yeah. A big... if, if you look west at sunset and you've got a clear horizon, you'll see Jupiter coming up. Yep.
0: Really? Wow. Hey, yep. that's a nice little note. There you um, go. I mean, that's a nice way to finish all this conversation, right? Everybody goes out and looks west at sunset when you can, which now around here, right? Sorry, like yeah, yeah, look, I'm
1: sorry. Look, look east. Look, I said west. I meant to say look at, look east at okay. sunset. Because, look
0: east, young man.
1: Just like, just like the sun rises in the east, all the stars rise in the east and so do the planets. So the Jupiter's coming up in the east at sunset tonight. So look east with a clear, you have to have a clear horizon though, a pretty clear horizon
0: it sounds like another song um i'm sure it is why do why do all the planets have to rise in the east in
1: the- because the earth rotates that direction from west to east okay yep that's it that's the only answer because we're yeah you know, it's it's not the it's not the jupiter rising it's us being rotated so that we can so jupiter's in our within our line of sight so because it's only on that side
0: i'm pointing east so it's only on that side it's not over on that side so when we rotate around we see
1: it yeah right there. the earth so, is the earth is in the way the earth gets out of the way such in such a way that things rise in it. the east because it's it. rotating west to east So we look east and if you
0: see something, what is Jupiter going to look like to an average person? You know, if Kimberly goes out uh, here in Minnesota and she looks she looks east around sunset, which is going to be like between 430
1: and (laughs) four o'clock here. Yeah, it it looks like it looks like a bright star. Oh, it won't. um, It won't flicker quite as much as stars do. You know, stars, especially on the horizon, uh, twinkle. Um, A planet won't do that as much. But it, right. it's a, it's almost directly east, and it's and it's a, it would look like a pretty bright star. Hmm. You're not gonna really see a shape of it or something like that. No, no, you can't see the red spot. You know, you can't see all the yeah. moons and all that. Jupiter. But it's a surprise. Yeah, no. Like
0: so. Is this a big deal for people? Are there people who like have religious communities or stargazing communities? Do you know that gather together? Around I mean, the it's a big deal. Of Jupiter. It's as a as big well.
1: deal for you know for uh, hobby sky gazers. You know, oh. and and sometimes it's it's useful for uh, people who want to make observations of Jupiter uh, because it's up all night long, so you have all night to look at it. Hmm. You know, if, if you've got a ground based telescope looking at Jupiter, opposition is a great time because it's closer. Uh, it's brighter and it's up from dusk until dawn. How
0: often does it go into
1: opposition? Uh, Jupiter goes into opposition. I'm i I'm going to go out on a limb here and say once every one and a half years, maybe one year yeah. in a few months. Okay. So one point I'm going to, yeah. I actually, I want to guess 1.1 year. So every 13 months or so, 13 maybe or 14 or so. months. Yeah. So yeah. it's not that uncommon. It's not uncommon.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, but it's a thing people are going to see and notice.
0: Hey, uh, we time for have time for one more question. Yeah, but it says as a a, a question. Um, Is there a core to the moon that's
1: hot? I suspect I I don't know, really know much about that, but uh, I'm trying to think back to my last time I taught. I I think that the core of the moon is still warm, but I wouldn't say it's hot like the Earth's core is hot. Hmm. If, If there was a lot of heat inside the moon leftover, like a leftover heat from formation and all that, then we would see evidence of it on the surface. There'd be some kind of tectonic activity or there'd be some kind of volcanism um, or something, but there's nothing like the moon is dead geologically. So it's not, it's
0: not broiling around
1: in there. Right. Right. How would it have gotten
0: a mantle hot core if it was just a chunk of earth that went flying
1: up in the air and that was big enough to form itself into a sphere well I, I, power. Uh, two things really the earth's heat comes from two things one is what i call the heat of formation which is just basically when you take a bunch of rocks and throw them together really hard they get hot and hmm. so it's it's like it's they just get hot from the from the friction from the um uh, you know crush crushing them together just the friction is the right word Um, but also there's a lot of radioactivity inside of the earth, uh, that is not yet finished. It's still uranium and so forth that is still decaying and creating all kinds of heat. Uh, so a little bit of that
0: could have pumped up to the moon and taken it. Yeah, but the moon is a
1: smaller object. And so Mm -hmm. if you imagine you've got a hot potato, two hot potatoes in the oven, one's big and one's small, you pull them out. The small one's going to cool off a lot faster. Mm Mm-hmm. Than the big one, so the Earth is not quite cooled off all the way. Huh. Uh, but so is the, the, is the
0: Earth gonna cool off too much to stop life before the sun burns out? Which which cataclysm yeah. is is coming? No,
1: I don't think it's going to bring it into life, but it might bring it into plate tectonics. It might bring it into volcanoes, but I think once I don't think it's going to bring it into life. I don't think that that is necessary for the sustaining of life, oh. but it might be necessary for the beginning of life. Wow. Okay.
0: And there's something about the the, the, the uh, electromagnetic, electromagnetic poles that have to do with all this mantle business, right? Because doesn't it doesn't that shift at some point? Aren't they afraid that's going to happen? I feel like in one of the podcasts, every I think it's every years ago
1: we talked about every quarter million years. No, it, the Earth's the Earth's pole magnetic poles reverse every about quarter million years, and we're due right? It's like changing the the I, I don't know when the last one was, but it doesn't happen like, Oh, we woke up the next morning and all our, all our, uh, you know, compasses point South. Um, that is, it, it happens over 10,000, you know, 10,000 years or something, huh. which is a blip on the big picture, but sure. for us, you would barely even notice it. Hmm. Okay. yeah, hey, you know, over I, a lifetime, you would notice the difference.
0: I will do one more if you have time for it. Um, mm-hmm. Alex, uh, asks do we have the capability to deflect or destroy large objects headed for earth she just saw armageddon again loved it again well uh is, we, is we
1: don't we don't right now but we're working on it we just we just uh had a mission that that deflected a small asteroid um really didn't, didn't we i thought we talked about that i don't know i don't know I don't know. Maybe I talked about it with some other person named Doug. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you you remember things based on the name of the person you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's weird that way. <laughs> and no, I, you know, that's, and that's actually a good crazy question crazy for next brain.
1: That's a good question for next time. I'd like to look up because it's happened in the last year or two. I'd like to look that up because that's an interesting question for everybody. Well, to hear Kimberly
0: up. agrees. She, she learned that on the news. Um, yeah. So, uh, in
1: yeah. other words, uh, Kimberly, I, I think that. Um, that we're testing that. And I think we're able to deflect small asteroids a little bit, but truly harmful sized asteroids. I'm not sure if we've gotten to the point uh, that we can do that, but I think we're, we're testing, you know, we're starting small and working our way up and okay, we're well, just this starting. Seems
0: to be, this needs to be a teaser for whenever we talk about this, but yeah, are they using lasers? Are they using sound waves? Are they using nuclear No, it was glass?
1: just a brute force impact and an explosion. That just it it's just it. bam, bam it's over and over. Yeah, it's it's like human beings, it's like
0: colliding things into other things in order. To in
1: derby in, and Derby in space, basically. Yeah, unbelievable.
0: Paul, thanks, Perfect. thanks for all sure. of, us, uh, all, of you, all of you in the uh, in the chat, Kimberly Yabets, Joanna, Love and life, uh, Jim, uh, all of you that are uh, always part of this. We appreciate it, and uh, yep. thanks everybody. Say hi to the uh, say hi to the students.
1: Oh, I will. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.